Hi, I'm Jesse. Let's have another devotion in our series, Reason for Hope. This week's devotions have focused on biblical responses to the supposed problem of evil. We've seen how Christians have answers to questions about why bad things happen to good people, why people suffer in this life. It's actually the number one reason people give for leaving the Christian faith behind, but that indicates a lack of biblical understanding. It's why we as a church and we as a ministry are trying to go through the whole counsel of God. We've seen uh, we've seen 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 through 11 as a beautiful answer you can give. We've seen James chapter 1 as a beautiful answer you can give. We've seen Romans chapter 1 in conjunction with chapters 3 and 6 as a really controversial but spot-on reason you can give to why bad things happen. Now here is the ultimate absolution, the ultimate reckoning for evil, a promise that is made in the word of God that cannot be found in any other religious worldview. This is the comeuppance. This is what the devil gets. This is what we all hope for. This is the reason why people cheer when they watch the Avengers movies, because you want to see the bad guys get what's coming to them. Now, within Christianity, we acknowledge we were part of the bad guys. Right? So I guess that if we were Avengers, we'd be Bucky Barnes. But when we look at Revelation chapter 20, we see God promise his coming judgment upon evil itself. The good guy wins. Here's Revelation chapter 20, verse 7. When the thousand years are completed, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations at the four corners of the earth. All right, exactly what you ought to expect. We know that he is the spirit of the air, that he's already been given some dominion. He's now been released after a thousand years. Gog and Magog to gather them for battle. Their number is like the sand of the sea. They came up across the breadth the earth and surrounded the encampment of the saints, the beloved city. Then fire came down from heaven and consumed them. The devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur, where the beast, the antichrist, and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night forever. This is heavy metal, man. This is God beating the snot out of evil forever. There is hope. There is absolution. There is resolution. This is the wrath of God poured out upon the devil forever. This is it, man. This is God winning. The problem of evil is no problem for God. It's been written. The date has been set. In the meantime, God even uses evil's works against it. God even works through difficulty and pain and trial and suffering to bring about good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So ultimately, in the eternal weight, the incomparable weight of heaven above, there are no bad things within the Christian worldview. But if you want to know evil's comeuppance, it's prophesied in Revelation chapter 20. And then what follows is the great white throne judgment. And what follows in chapter 21 is the new creation where everything is made new again. And then we see the new city, the, the Jerusalem, uh, the, the bride of Christ in, in, in chapter 21. And we see God wipe our tears from our eyes and he makes everything new. And the dwelling of God is with men. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like Genesis, like Eden? Because it is. Only now the memory of sin past will ensure against any future angelic rebellion. And we having remembered what God did, will forever stay faithful to him. Look at how God designed heaven. It's phenomenal. 
he is able to be with his beloved creation, fallen mankind, having redeemed us without having compromised one iota of his holiness. The eternity future is perfect, even despite our sin. God set the price for sin and then paid it himself. So this coming redemption, this coming eternal perfection is not a mulligan. It's not a miscarriage of justice. It is tetelestai. It's paid in full by God himself. Only Christianity provides such a beautiful absolution and final reckoning for evil forever. That is a reason for hope. Nobody else you're going to engage from another worldview is ever going to have an answer that comes even close to this. Keep scripture central as you practice apologetics and invite them to read this. People love Revelation. I used to work in Christian publishing. Anything that dealt, dealt with Revelation or sex or the book of Acts or the Gospels sold really well. Right? People are curious about it because it sounds, it sounds so epic because it is. Share this with them, but be sure to share the Gospel. Give them the reason for hope, and that's Jesus. Remind them that when we look at the satanic rebellion being crushed, that we all have contributed to rebellion because we've all, by our sin, rebelled against God too. There's a reason for hope in Jesus. Don't stop short of the gospel when you practice apologetics. It's not about winning arguments. It's about making disciples. This is central to our calling and the reason that we exist. It is a reason for hope. So run, don't walk to share that hope with someone today. It'll be the most eternally significant thing you do with your day. Go.